Welcome to Unboxing Fulfillment, the modern B2C fulfillment podcast. I'm your host, Chad Rosecca. Our guest today is Jackie Wu, the founder and CEO of Corvus Robotics, a manufacturer of drones used for fully automated inventory management in the warehouse. This is a new and very exciting technology that could, in the relatively near future, completely change the way we manage inventory. So we wanted to have Jackie on the show to talk about how companies like we do here at Amware are using the drones to reduce labor costs, improve inventory accuracy, and make better overall inventory decisions. Jackie, welcome to the Unboxing Fulfillment Podcast, and thanks for joining today. Thanks so much for having me, Chad. Super glad to be here. I got to tell you, this is probably of the entire podcast lineup, one of the most exciting ones. And I probably tell every guest that comes on that same thing, but I mean this one because there's just a lot of buzz and excitement and enthusiasm for the drone when you see it in the warehouse and what it can really enable us to do. So maybe as a good lead in, how did Orvis start? How did the company start? And what does the drone actually do for people who are listening in today? Yeah, we are a US-based drone manufacturer where we build all of our vehicles here in Mountain View, California. We write our own software, build our own hardware, and put it all together for warehouses like yourself. And for me, I was in grad school for robotics when I realized that some of the new technologies around autonomy, robotic autonomy, could really change how warehouses or manufacturing centers could be managing their inventory, providing that end-to-end inventory visibility that didn't exist before. One of my core beliefs is that technology will change economic growth and greatly impact human prosperity. And that's something that I wanted to work on and what our team is working on. So we've moved all over. Before this, we were in Boston, but we moved to California about two years ago. The weather's a lot better and we've been building all of our hardware and writing our software in-house ourselves. So why inventory in terms of all of the different autonomy options? Why did you see the opportunity within inventory? I had some previous experience with distribution and fulfillment, and I realized that there's a statistic somewhere that average US inventory accuracy is only 60 to 70%, meaning that a third of what is going on in a DC is not quite what it's supposed to be or where it's supposed to be. And if you work in a DC, you realize with human error, that is <laughs> that number is probably in the right ballpark. And so I was noodling. I was thinking, how can we actually create something with the latest technologies to be able to solve this where the average DC is the size of multiple football fields and they're going up 30, 40 feet in the air. The alternatives are paying a million bucks for an ASRS system or 10 million bucks for some of the other full automation robotic systems, right? And so I was thinking, could there be something that's very cheap that can easily get up to those heights that doesn't require too much infrastructure install that can work for existing facilities in addition to new facilities? And the technology that was coming out when I was in grad school for robotics was drones as a form factor for autonomy, right? These very small, lightweight, nimble aerial robots that can carry some sensor payloads in order to capture all of that inventory and easily zip up in 3D space. And so 
I was lucky enough to work with some of my co-founders who are roboticists and world-class autonomy experts in being able to build this technology together with them. To be able to scan warehouse inventory night after night, day after day in a way that requires no human labor and no human involvement and sync that with the WMS on the back end. So for people that are listening and maybe haven't seen the video or seen a drone, I mean, it's obviously quite compelling when you watch an associate get on a piece of equipment and go up five or six levels to go count a piece of inventory or a location that may be counted incorrectly, even despite that effort. And then you see the drone kind of going up and counting, you know, 50 locations in minutes. I mean, it's a sight to be seen. But one question I think a a lot of customers that we take through or even associates ask is, what's being captured on that drone? And maybe for the listeners, can you kind of walk them through all of the things that that drone that you've programmed is capturing? So our drones have a variety of sensors on them. They have 12 cameras all around them in order to capture their environment and look at inventory. So what they're doing is flying by and taking pictures of the inventory and the barcodes using intelligent AI to figure out what it's seeing, where's the barcode label. It's also carrying an industrial grade barcode scanner to scan the barcodes similar to a floor associate would be scanning it. So for very small barcodes or sideways, ripped, you know, anything that a multi-hundred or thousand dollar barcode scanner can capture, that's what we're capturing as well. And lastly, we're using depth sensors to be able to capture roughly the occupancy and the dimensions of that data. And all of this data is being gathered for every single position and stored with the drone system. So you could search back for the past couple of weeks to see what was in that position. You can see what was in there this morning. You can see when the last flight was, and you can see all of that data and compare it. So do you have any stories or any particular insights on how some of the companies that are using your technology, how they're turning that data into useful decisions or just how they're using and leveraging the data. So the drone goes up, captures all of that on the cameras and everything that you just explained, but any success stories in particular that are notable? The most basic success story is the improvement in inventory accuracy. When we went into a particular site, their inventory accuracy was about 70%. And that was not a number that was spoken with a lot of pride. Yeah. That's the baseline. We all have to start somewhere. And with a couple of weeks of the drones flying, that was getting up to 98, 99 plus percent, meaning every single day, almost everything was where it was supposed to be. There was an incident where the drones were down for a short period of time, not through the drone's fault. And when we came back, we noticed that the inventory accuracy had dipped again to about 70 something percent. So it was only through the regular running of the drones and being able to capture that inventory was that inventory accuracy you know, going back up. Now, almost everything else in that facility, everything else is downstream of the inventory accuracy, right? You need to have high accuracy inventory in order to do picks, puts, and everything else. Depending on the DC's workflows, we're able to generate custom reports for different parts of that. For folks that care a lot about space utilization, they're getting up to 95%, 97%, 110% space utilization. We can help them with consolidation and improving that. For other folks, there's different parts of their workflow that we generate reports for every single day, whereas previously these reports would have been generated once a week or once a quarter. People would act on them when they got time. Where do you think most companies are just falling down as it relates to inventory? So why do you think 
DC's fulfillment facilities are so poor. You referenced the 70%, but anything less than SLA level, why is that from your perspective? There's two numbers. One is the number that comes out of the annual physical inventory, which almost everybody does, right? And that usually fits some SLA where it's high percent, 90 something percent. With a lot of prep work to get it right. <laughs> right. With hiring a hundred people, scouring the workforce, you know, paying overtime and a lot of work going into finding every single piece of inventory. And you can only do that once, twice a year, not that many times a year. It's stopping the floor, it's stopping activity and so on. Even worse for manufacturing lines when they have to stop the lines. But for rolling cycle counts, reality is that despite that snapshot SLA level of 90 something percent inventory accuracy, the rolling counts, the actual snapshot inventory accuracy, the other 360 days of the year is that 60 to 70% number. Unfortunately, due to human error, People are doing this manually. People are using pen and paper, scribbling on printed task lists, manually scanning something, forgetting to scan the other thing. It's a very routine, dull job. You're scanning over and over for a shift or two shifts and it's mind-numbing. I'm presuming when you talk about ROI, those are just other benefits, I think, of the drone that aren't always captured into the ROI. So for an example that you just said, if it is, say, 70% or 80%, of normal cycle count type accuracy. That means every time that pick or that replenishment needs to happen, you go to the location, you can't find it. There's a delay, the line stops, productivity is impacted. And I'm not sure that there's a really good way that you're probably able to put that into proper perspective because the drone used correctly with the data is correcting those variances in, in real time and not waiting for weeks or months to tell you that it's slotted incorrectly. Exactly. I think a portion of the ROI and the part that's very obvious to people is looking at the labor and the material handling costs that's impacting the bottom line, right? But the rest of it really is just as you said, we've had one customer in our very first month, in our very first flight, we found $60,000 component that they went back into the WMS and said, oh, we've been looking for that piece for six months. We couldn't find it. It was a very expensive custom part, so we had to order another one. And there's a lot of these stories, these little anecdotes of parts found here and there, or time spent doing this or that task of being able to find empty locations to do putaways, to verify them, to not have to run on the floor and look for missing inventory. That's, in my opinion, a larger part of the ROI story. Yeah. The other bottom line just benefits to an organization. Are they linked to typically the reduced time of having people get on a piece of equipment and go count like in, a re- in terms of reduction of hours or is some of the bottom line benefit also attributed to what we just talked about, the actual productivity improvement that you'll gain by having the right product in the right place at the right time? Is that part of your ROI assumption when you bring this opportunity to a client? Yeah, absolutely. The way that we work is often we'll do a small pilot study where Initially, people think that it's just about the reduction in labor in hours and material handling equipment use. But then quickly, what they're finding is that through the reporting that we're generating, it's about the improvements to productivity across the facility. And those are the second order effects. If I could be a little bit of a thought leader here, I think there's also these third order effects where we're making the organization move faster as a whole because they're able to collect that data so much faster because they're adopting the automation and adopting a data-driven organization as opposed to an ad hoc 
weeks after the fact, we hope this one guy knows where it is. We're able to improve some of the other automation solutions and processes that they want to adopt as well. This episode is sponsored by Amware Fulfillment. Amware is a third-party fulfillment company that provides pick, pack, and ship services to established direct-to-consumer brands. With fulfillment centers in every region of the U.S., Amware supports one- to two-day ground delivery to 95% of the country. In short, Amware takes care of everything after the click. Learn more at amwarefulfillment.com. Yeah. So does the physical inventories go away? Do the cycle counts themselves go away? Assuming that you had X amount of drones and X amount of pads to cover your entire footprint in your facility, do those two requirements themselves go away? Or do you find from customers that you have, or do the drones supplement it by making those processes faster when you cycle count and when you complete a physical inventory? I think the need for controls and auditing is never going to go away and it shouldn't, right? We should always have those controls. The way that we view it is that cycle counts and physical inventories are substantially augmented with our technology because instead of hiring a hundred people, you can use your existing team of a handful of people to do this. And those people, instead of looking at a couple thousand locations, they're just looking at the 70 locations or something that are flagged as having problems by the drums. So it's a force multiplier in making people substantially more efficient in being able to do the core job that needs to be done, which is the inventory auditing and controls. And this also drives reporting for a lot of the other functions of what they would be doing otherwise for replenishment, for putaways, and being able to have that data backed in seat as well. So it does it at the location level. How do you address, I'm sure you get this question all the time, Jackie, but it's not counting the individual items on the pallet. It's just counting the pallet. Is that a common question that you get asked a lot of times? Yeah. So for this technology, it is a very new technology, right? And to start, our beachhead market is absolutely the folks that are storing things primarily on full pallets, at least in reserves. But there's some very exciting things that we're working on that we're very optimistic about to do that carton counting very soon with the aid of new AI technology that is coming out. So that's one piece of it. Another piece of it is when we think about the value that we provide, everybody already has their WMS. They're very familiar with the workflows and the optimizations that the WMS generates. However, what's missing is two things. One is an AI layer to that WMS where you can easily ask it something and generate a lot of results through reports right now. Currently, you have to generate a lot of custom results. If it's a type of report that the WMS doesn't have, you are kind of out of luck and somebody has to manually be doing this, you know, sometimes here in the state, sometimes overseas. So one is this AI data layer that we've been working on. And another piece is even if the WMS can generate the reports, you still have to collect the data. It's garbage in, garbage out. Your optimizations are going to be wrong if the data feeding into the WMAS is wrong. And so that is some of our autonomy technology for the drones and a few other product lines that we're working on in order to collect that data. What about, Jackie, the kind of the cost to deploy the technology? I assume you consider this like a robot as a service type of financing where the drone is being rented for all intents and purposes. Right. Yeah, we do robot as a service, which means that we give the customers updated software and hardware 
And we take care of simple maintenance kind of tasks and replacements. For us, the opportunity that we see here is that it's a solution. Our Corvus autonomous drones are one to two orders of magnitude cheaper than something like auto store. You know, less than 2% of US warehouses are highly automated and Amazon accounts for a large percent of that. I think the market is extremely nascent. It's very exciting in that everything is so new. But until we pass that transitional period into fully automated warehouses everywhere, and I just don't think that's going to happen for so many brownfield sites, you will always have human labor. You will always have labor doing many tasks like picking and, and putaways. So we solve a part of that for 10 to 100 times cheaper as a solution that we think gives a very quick 6 to 12 month ROI for a robot as a service model. We were just talking to somebody earlier this afternoon in reference, I think we used about 95% of warehouses are still manual. As you said, Amazon representing a big chunk of the 5%. Where do you think we are just in terms of technology in the warehouse, like in the adoption of it? Do you think it's accelerating at a rapid pace now with things that like the cool stuff that you're rolling out or people or customers embracing the technology or are there still barriers that you're dealing with of why they don't embrace it? We were at ProMat, which is the largest trade show for our industry, right? And I think this is the first year that we saw the beginnings of wider market adoption. If you think of a bell curve, a normal distribution, when we first started the company, we were very much on the three standard deviations to the left, right? It was the early adopters, the crazy people who are like, what even is this? But this year is the first year in which we're seeing, I think we're at the beginning of that wider middle of that bell curve. A lot of folks have heard of the drone technology for inventory. They're trying to assess what the capabilities are. They're comparing vendors. They're seeing what the levels of autonomy you know, really is out there. And I think it's something that is starting to have wider adoption. I think we're still very, very early. Like you said, 95 plus percent of large warehouses are not automated and there's a lot of room to grow. The biggest companies in the space are already quite sizable, multi-billion dollar valuations, and they have such a small percent of the market because this touches everything around us, every physical commercial object around us. For me personally, when I kind of saw Modex, I think that's where I was first introduced to it, to Corvus maybe two years ago. What I found was when you look at all of the functions in a facility of how you inbound your product to, to receive it and put away all the different tasks And when you go around to the trade shows, there's always a lot of crowds gathered around a robotic pick arm or a bot or AMR or something, which is all very needed as well. But what I found was the common denominator that really affected probably all of that was the inventory management. And you kind of referenced it briefly, but think about being able to put product away into a you know, open location, the right location. That's to me a benefit that I found already with your drone technology that there's an empty bin report. And then you don't send labor counting as much labor, I should say counting. And you can shift that labor to do more productive work versus unproductive work. And then I started thinking, where else do we have pain or pain points in picking? And oftentimes I was finding our associates were picking productive or picking to the standard, but they were delayed waiting for the inventory to come to them. So you're just picking, picking, picking at rate, only then to not have the product replend on time for various reasons, all of which came back to inventory. Either the inventory was misplaced, it wasn't let down quick enough, 
there's an army of people trying to find a pallet to fulfill that order that was put away incorrectly. So I find personally that the inventory, solving the inventory issue is like center of gravity of not just productivity, but order accuracy and everything. So I think you're onto something. And I suspect people look at certain other technologies kind of in order, probably picking, but really inventory is, if you have a really solid inventory, it will get you productive and more throughput and da, 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 da. So I hope the crowds start to really gather up at the next Modex and seminars for you. Thanks. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Do you have any successes from a company so far, like since using your technology that's like really has come to you and said, man, Jackie, like this has been transformational in the business. Yeah. We have some folks that are rolling us out to all of their DCs. It is a testament to our engineering team, to our product team and being able to work very closely with the customer to understand their needs, understand everything that falls through from inventory accuracy. It's also informing how we think about the product roadmap in terms of adjacent products and also the additional value from the data that we can deliver. So those are all things that we're working hard on to be able to provide a lot of value at low cost using cutting edge technology. Are there any particular barriers to adopting the drone technology that you're faced with currently? So like if I was a prospect customer, what would you typically hear as to why somebody doesn't adopt the technology? It really depends on the inventory itself. Like we touched on maybe 10 minutes ago, one of the limitations of the technology, the key limitation of the technology currently is that it cannot see behind other inventory that's hiding behind other inventory, right? So for multi-deep locations, drive-in racks, or cases sitting on a pallet where the tie high is such that there could have been a void in the middle. Those are not cases that we can solve right now, or like those are not scenarios that we can solve right now. We're working on some very exciting things that we hope we will be able to share with you soon. And I would say that's probably the number one limiter, which is the type of inventory. Another thing would be maybe the value of the inventory. There are certain folks where the inventory is just not worth very much and they don't really care if their inventory accuracy is there. Yes, a little value goods. Yeah, 70% is okay. What about the size or the footprint of a facility? Is there a recommended standard? Does it need to be like a 100,000 square foot building? What's the smallest footprint? We're in some pretty small facilities, like 25,000 square feet, I think is the smallest site that we're in. And the largest one that is coming live soon is 1.1 million square feet. You know, obviously, the larger the facility, the more value they gain from savings to labor to the reporting to optimizations and everything. And if it's the facility is too small, you know, if it's 10,000 square feet, if it's just a couple of aisles, then do you really need a drone for it? Yeah. But anything larger than that, I think, you know, folks do find value. Yeah, I'm sure there's a sweet spot. Too big is multiple pads, multiple drones. It's probably, I don't know if there's such a thing as too big, but I'm sure you have a sweet spot to launch, no pun intended. Well, awesome. I appreciate it, Jackie. Thanks for the time today. Where can people reach out to you or go to Corvus to just interact to find more information out who might be interested in deploying your technology? Our website, corvus-robotics.com. Also, if you send an email to sales at corvus-robotics.com, we'll get back to you within an hour. Okay. That's fast. We'll put the links into the video and onto the podcast. But thanks again, Jackie. Really, really insightful and appreciate everything you're doing personally for us as well. Thanks to all of our listeners for joining. This concludes our episode of Unboxing Fulfillment. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks so much for your time, Chad. This was really fun. 